This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Today is Wednesday, May the 6th, and we are coming to you from Highlands, North Carolina. This is Bentley Manning, and I am the rector here at the Church of the Incarnation. And this is Callan Day. I'm the assistant rector here in Highlands. Uh, Welcome to episode 9. So last week, Callan preached a wonderful sermon. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. It was a really, really thoughtful sermon. And in that sermon, she mentioned hearing a lot of fresh words, uh, a lot of things floating around the internet, ideas, games, etc. And one of the games that did pop up recently was a game where you listed out five things that you don't like that are actually uh, very popular. So we thought it would be fun to try this game with you all, and Kellen and I are going to list five things that we don't like that are uh, quite popular. So there's a good chance we're going to offend a lot of you because these are things presumably that you all love or enjoy, but uh, five things that we don't like. Yeah, so apologies in advance. All right, Kellen, we're going to start the game. Uh, what is something that you don't like that most people like? Um, I think I'm going to lose some fans here, Bentley, but I do not like football. Kellen, you just lost like half the audience. I know, and you probably, but um, we're being honest, and so I'm just putting myself out there. I realize it's blasphemy to say that, especially in the South, um, but it's true. I don't like football. Is it that you don't like the rules of the game or that you don't like, I mean, what is it that you I don't, don't think like? we should get into the ethics of football right now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we want to keep the other half. Okay, Kellen. You're up. All right. Um, something that I, that, I, that I don't like that folks seem to be obsessed with is high gravity beer. By folks, he means me. No. So here's the thing. This feels I, like a pointed one aimed right at me. I like it. But on occasion, and, you know, for a reason, it just feels like drinking that stuff all the time is just, it's just too much. It's just too much. You need to kind of... Yeah, it's not for a Tuesday. Well, the... If you look at the beer aisle, you would think that it's for a Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know. There's like plenty of Bud Light in the beer aisle. Well, okay. So that's something um, that, yeah. What's your second one, Kellen? Um, my second one is peanut butter. I really don't like peanut butter. What about putting peanut butter in things like a peanut butter cookie? I don't like peanut butter cookies. But if Thai food had like a noodle dish that had peanut butter in it, would you eat that? Um, so if there are peanuts on things and it's like a very subtle taste, I can endure it. But it's not its not the taste that I really, really like at all. I thought I liked it. I tried to like it for years and years. Okay. Um. But then I just had to say to myself, it's okay to not like this. You don't have to keep eating it. Fair enough. That's your second one. Uh, my second one is um, I don't – I'm not crazy about Facebook. 
What? Big <laughs> surprise there. <laughs> All right. I, I jumped on Facebook recently because of social distancing and I try my best to be a pastor. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And um, I mean, I know I, under, I understand on some level. It's about staying connected with folks. And I'm grateful for it because of that. But um, I just am not a fan. Do you think other people would say that they are fans of Facebook, that they really like it? Uh, their behavior would suggest that they really like it. Yeah, now, whether but... or not they're enjoying themselves when they're when they're, you know, posting and reading and commenting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Let us know if you actually like Facebook. We're curious. All right. Well, what's your what's your turn, Kellen? <laughs> My third one is that I don't really like jewelry. And with the ca- with the caveat that I really like earrings. It's the one piece of jewelry that I like to wear. Other than that, I'm just not I'm just not that interested in it. Kellen? Yes. Um you have earrings on today. I do. Um so that's consistent with what you just said, but you also I, my experience of you has been that you wear a nose ring every day. Yeah, but I feel like the nose ring is like a staple of my, you know, style. It's like more part of my essence than like an accessory, like a necklace or a bracelet would be. I don't have to think about a nose ring, right? It's just always there. Since you've brought it up, I mean, it, could you? are there different types of nose rings that you could have that would feel more like jewelry and less like part of your essence? Sure. Like if this was like a turquoise nose ring, I think I'd be like too much. That's too much like jewelry. So if you show up with a turquoise nose ring, I can call you a hypocrite. You can call my bluff. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) It's not going to happen. I'm not a big fan of jewelry either, Kellen. It's easy. You're a a man. (laughs) (laughs) So my third one. All right. Here's the thing. um, People talk a lot of times about Southwest Airlines as something... As, a, as an airline that they really love and appreciate, I get it. The people are friendly, whatever. But when you line up for that um, by, you know, group A, B, or C, and then kind of try to jam your way into that airplane like cattle, I don't like it. And I also don't like walking down the aisle when I'm in group C because I forgot to pre-register the night before. And you're walking down and all that's left are middle seats and no one is interested in making eye contact with you and they have their bag in the middle seat signaling to you, you better not sit here. How many times has has that happened to you, Bentley? It doesn't matter. I don't want to do it again. It's a horrible experience. I know people like Southwest. I do not like it. Kellen, what's your last one? (laughs) Um, I have two more. (laughs) Oh, that's right. We're not done yet. (laughs) Um, My fourth one is that I do not really enjoy biographies or documentaries, which I feel like are similar to each other, right? They're kind of... So you haven't seen The Tiger King? <laughs> I have not seen seen The Tiger King because it's kind of like a documentary, right? It, it is a like series. a documentary. I, it's, But it's, it's interesting. I think you might... Yeah, see, this is the thing. <laughs> you don't get it. I don't like them. I don't want to watch it. I'd rather watch narrative or you know, read a a novel. I'm more interested in story, I think. And I know some biographies can do that really well. Um, It's not like I'm like anti-history. I really enjoy that, but 
it's just it's just not my thing. Yeah, I'm aware that this is the problem with the game is that if you if you don't like something that everyone else likes, I'm gonna be on the other end trying to convince you that you yeah, should like, like it. Yeah, you're like defending everything over there. Okay, well, okay, my turn. Uh, th- something that I don't like that a lot of people like are macaroons. I'm with you on this one. Yeah, so I think there's a there's a false hope that I put into macaroons every time I see them. They are absolutely beautiful. Uh, there's a great diversity of color oftentimes behind the case, and I and they look so much better than they taste. Uh, you bite into the thing, and all it is is just air and maybe a little bit of sugar. So if I brought you a macaroon, would you would you not eat it? I would eat it, <laughs> and I'd probably be happy eating it, but I I don't know what that's about. But you wouldn't go in pursuit of one. Correct. But 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 I get fooled every time. You're like be- that's so pretty. Yeah, it's like how a fish feels when you throw out a, like a shiny lure. It looks great. <laughs> And then you bite into it and you've got a problem. Yeah, but macaroons don't kill you. Kellen, what's your last one? Um, I have two in my brain. I'm trying to decide between. So I think I might just throw out my last two. Uh, so I am just trying to decide between. So you have six things, not yeah, five. Yeah, I have six. Okay. okay. Um, one of the, which is. Or are olives. I really don't like olives. Um, And my sixth one is that I really don't like taking a bath. (laughs) I wouldn't have said that. What do you mean you wouldn't have said that? I thought you meant you didn't like to bathe. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Like you like a shower. I like like showers. (laughs) But I just don't like... I, I think... I always think I'm going to like taking a bath. Like, I have this really romantic vision of that. Like, I can just sort of... It's too hot. But then it's too hot. You have to wait forever to get into the water. You only... Like, I only actually want to sit in there for, like, 10 minutes. And I've waited for 45 minutes. It's just such an ordeal that I feel like the ordeal takes away from the enjoyment. Um, (laughs) What's your fifth one? All right, so my fifth one, something I don't like that people tend to get really excited about is ordering dessert as a group. (laughs) And part of the reason why is because it feels like there's some clear expectations and norms when you have a meal with people, right? You have an appetizer. It's clear on the front end that you're sharing. Yeah. Then you order an entree. You might be sharing that. I'm not sharing that. I get that for myself. I like to share my entrees. But you will tell people before that happens? Yeah, I'll say, hey, you want to do halvesies? Right. So that's okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Then you get to dessert. Nobody wants to order dessert. Then there's one brave soul that says, (laughs) I'll order the apple pie. And then all of a sudden, all the people that were not interested in dessert start kind of getting their forks out and they want a little bite (laughs) and everyone smiles and laughs says that i just don't like it i love that because i actually don't want a whole piece of apple pie you know see previous episode about me not liking desserts and sweet things i want a little bite of dessert like just one or two little bites So so all I'm asking, Kellen, is that people like you, which is to say most people, (laughs) why don't you just speak up ahead of time and say, I would like dessert, but I only want a bite. Sometimes I do that, Bentley. Well, I just, my experience has been otherwise. (laughs) 
that's our game, folks. Um, if you have five things that you don't like that are popular with other people, send them in. We'd love to hear about them. Yeah, it's a risky game, but uh, thanks for listening. Bentley will debate you. <laughs> All right, Kellen, let's turn our attention to something that is certainly popular that we both like, uh, which is to say uh, scripture and our reading for this Sunday from John's Gospel. Perfect. Let's do it, Bentley. Okay, so Jesus is talking to his disciples and he's talking to them about his father and he tells them it in his father's house, there are many dwelling places and that he has prepared a place for them in that mansion. And Thomas, of course, has a follow-up question asking, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus responds with the famous line, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then soon after Thomas's question, Philip has one of his own. And he says, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And then Jesus's response to him is a bit complicated, but at the heart of it, uh, Jesus responds by identifying himself with the Father in, in heaven. And that identification is one of union so close that they might only be understood as one thing. So that to see Jesus is to see the Father. Uh, and then Jesus says to them, um, how can it be that you've been with me all of this time and missed this? Having identified himself with the Father in heaven, he then invites his disciples to join in the work that he's been given to do so that they might share in this divine work together. So Bentley, even though you're preaching this Sunday, um, I'll start by just saying I'm much more drawn to the first part of this passage, um, the same text that we find also in many funerals, right? This is an option for a funeral, is this first bit of John 14, um, which for our listeners, they might not know that our funeral service is a resurrection service, so the parallel between the Easter lectionary and the funeral lectionary is kind of lovely. What are you thinking about preaching on? Well, so here's how I think the two are connected. I think you're right, Kellen, that the first part is certainly heartening. It is their comfortable words uh, for us. The reason I think that they're connected is because the second part says to us, if you have seen me, if you've seen the work that I've done, if you've seen Jesus, you have seen the Father. And the Easter message at the heart of it is that God's agenda for humanity has been revealed in and through the person of Jesus. And part of that agenda, part of that revelation is that through Christ's life and death and resurrection, we've been promised a dwelling place with God in heaven for all of eternity. And so I can, I can see Jesus almost frustrated with the disciples 
how can you miss this? You've been with me this whole time. Do you not see that I have revealed God's love to you, that I am uh, the very image of God, and that there's nothing more to fear uh, because God's, again, God's agenda, God's will for the world has been fully revealed in and through me. resurrection and I am life, says the Lord. Whoever has faith in me shall have life, even though she die. And everyone who has life and has committed himself to me in faith shall not die forever. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see and my eyes behold him, who is my friend and not a stranger. For none of us has life in herself, and none becomes her own master when she dies. For if we have life, we are alive in the Lord, and if we die, we die in the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's possession. Happy from now on are those who die in the Lord. So it is, says the Spirit, for they rest from their labors. Amen. Those words, um, that prayer, comes from our burial rite in our prayer book. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in and listening to Episode 9 of Empty Pews. We're so happy that you're here. It's a lot of fun to pull these things together, and it makes us glad to know that you all are listening. Uh, Please join us this coming Sunday at 10.10 for our Zoom coffee hour, and then stay with us for our 10.30 service of Holy Eucharist, which will be streamed on Facebook and can be found on our website. Hey, Bentley, aren't we doing something kind of different and fun for coffee hour? We're doing something totally different, and it's a lot of fun. What we're doing is a little trivia time during coffee hour. It's a wonderful way for folks to participate and engage, uh, but it's also a good space to be an observer if you want to be. Great. We hope to see you there. We love you. We miss you. God's peace.